What's up, guys? Uh, I'm really excited about today's episode because um, we've got a new team member on board who is going to be recording the the podcast with me on a regular basis. And, you know, I guess without further ado, uh, Elizabeth, uh, how the heck are you doing today? Hi. I mean, I'm doing pretty great. I got the job, so I'm awesome. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there, there was a, a, a decent amount of competition for for this position and you know we're we're happy to have you on board and have noticed so far that uh you know you've interjected a, a really positive energy that you know i'm hoping for the podcast listeners comes through on the podcast too i hope so too well i'm really excited to be here i think it's an awesome team and um advocating for arizona state parks like can you get it any better I think that's kind of ideal. So I'm passionate about this job. I'm excited to be here with listeners. I'm excited to be on the pod because I think there's a lot that we can talk about. I think there's a lot of ground we can cover, and I'm excited about it. I know. Yeah, me too. It's just kind of it's going to be fun to kind of watch the direction this takes and, uh, you know, all the crazy cool things we're going to get into along the way. I know. Think of all the people that we're going to get to talk to and the cool things about our state we're going to get to explore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And I, I can't wait to do that. And, uh, you know, something that maybe the listeners are wondering about, you know, wh- what are you going to bring to the table here, you know, for our listeners? Yeah. Well, that's a hard question, by the way. You're putting me on the spot a little bit. And I know. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, not cool, but sorry. <laughs> I'm brand new to the job. I no, I think what I'm excited to bring to the podcast and to our listeners is the energy and excitement to explore. Um, me and my husband were big campers. We moved to the state and we were like, oh, wow, you can do this year round. We came from the Midwest. You can't camp year round. Oh, yeah. Too much snow. And so we fell in love with it really fast and we wanted to do it all the time. It was like a great kind of release and escape. It felt like therapy going outside and camping oh, for the weekend. So we bought all the gear and we found all the spots that we loved. And then then it was time to like convert. All of our friends were like, you need to become campers. We have to show you how amazing this is. And so we started taking friends out on camping trips because we have all the stuff. We know the spots. And I think that's what I'm excited to do on the podcast is I want to bring people into this amazing world that we get to experience in outdoor recreation. Oh, yeah. And so here I am. I've got this information. I want to share it with people. I want to talk to people who have other information that I don't know. I love learning, so I want to learn about new things in our state that I'm not aware of about outdoor recreation in Arizona, and then I want to share that with people, because why would we keep that to ourselves? It's such an amazing world. Let's share it with everybody. No, I I love that outlook, and, you know, I've been doing that my whole life, you know, as far as camping and hunting and fishing, just everything outdoors. I'm like, I love this so much, and it makes me whole in a way. Yeah. And I I want other people to to feel that. And I think that, you know, people don't realize it's it's pretty easy to get into the outdoors, but they just don't know the the right way to go about it. And I think that uh, you know, with the the right education and the right directions given to them that they're gonna have success out there. It can be intimidating. Yeah. You know, I didn't grow up camping. I I grew up playing outside, you know, I it wasn't like I was a hermit, but I had a single mom <laughs> and we didn't do camping trips. And when we first took my my first camping trip was with my husband. 
And I was like, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? But until you know that it doesn't have to be hard, it can be intimidating. You're like, what's the cure that I need? I don't know where to go. We've had those nights before where I lay awake and I hear every little noise and my eyes start back and forth like, what am I hearing? So until you're comfortable with it and used to it, I can see why... You know, it's it's a roadblock to getting involved in outdoor recreation. And so if you have a friend that's willing to go alongside you and say, mm-hmm. you're going to love this, it's going to open up a whole new world for you. And not it's not everybody's life. No. Like I get I get that. But <clears throat> if we can all find the piece of outdoors that we love and pick that out and just explore oh, yeah. that with our, you know, my, my passion doesn't have to be everybody's passion. Well, the beautiful thing about that, Elizabeth, is that there are so many rec- outdoor recreation opportunities available in Arizona. Yeah. You know, uh, I like birding a lot. Okay. I didn't know I did until a few years ago. And I'm still waiting for the, the, okay, this is going to offend somebody. I'm waiting for the old lady to kick in to where I'm like, Oh, I love birding. <laughs> but we were talking about this last week and you might think, like I have thought, oh, this is something that only older people get into. But that's not true. It's not. There's this whole world that's so interesting, and you're opening that up to me. So thank you for doing that. Uh, yeah, no problem. And that's just one of uh, a bunch of different outdoor recreation opportunities. I mean, yeah. kayaking. Like people might like kayaking. They might not like birding. They might think birds are stupid, and they want to. They want to kayak. I mean, and, I don't think anybody can, would think birds are stupid. I mean, I've, I've never thought that. Okay. I've never thought birds were stupid. I just didn't know about them. But yeah, I'm a kayaker. Nice. And so it's fun to like take the little piece that you like. But until you explore, you might not know that those are the things that you enjoy. And we were actually talking about this yesterday. We went to Tonto Natural Bridge State yep. Park. And we were just standing on the platform looking over. We had gone down these steps to get to the bridge. We're looking over the water and saying, what a nice, easy way to enjoy the outdoors. We were looking at all these kids coming in from their uh, oh, yeah. field trip. I think there were, what, a, over 100, there 150. <laughs> there were 150 kids there. So okay. I don't That's know if, if anybody's been to the bridge that's listening, but it, it echoes down there a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got four kids. So, I mean, that the sound was just kind of normal, sounded like my house on uh-huh. a regular yeah. day. But it was the loudest time I've ever been you down there. You could hear them all the way from the parking lot. But that loudness was excitement. Yeah. And that I was like, oh my gosh, these kids are loving it. And then we're hiking down, we're seeing their smiles on their faces and they're, they're talking about the things that they saw Mm -hmm. when they were down there. And it, uh, that made me feel good. I thought so too. I thought what a great way to get kids excited about our world. They're learning something. They are learning something, but in the most fun way possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're having a blast. And then never forget that. They'll grow up and remember this field trip. I know they will because I remember stuff like that. And so we were just saying, what a great way that this whole world of outdoor recreation can be opened up to people just by visiting a state park. And we, I mean, you drive there, you walk down some stairs, and all of a sudden you're transported into another world. And I think it opens your eyes. Yeah. And when you get an outdoor recreation, you are tapping into your personal spirit of adventure. And everybody likes to experience adventure different ways. And it doesn't have to be hard to get an adventure. So like our example from Tano, you know, it wasn't too hard. It was a little bit difficult to get down there. I mean, get back up, but yeah. um, it, it really wasn't that bad. So, I mean, people are that close to getting that feeling of adventure. And that if you haven't experienced that, it's it's a pretty special 
uh, feeling. And it's something that you can really grow on over the years through even more outdoor recreation, the more you get into it. And it's just all about learning how and what you like to do. And it's so awesome that we have this killer website with all this information on it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think opening that spirit of adventure is a day trip away. I love that it's that's accessible for everybody. Yeah. You don't have to have all the expensive gear. You don't have to be a pro and know all the top spots to go. You know, you can hop on the website and be like, what do I want to do with my kids today? Right. Or where do I want to go with my partner today and, and take a special trip? I only have five hours. I got to, you know, what can I do to make that happen? You can have an adventure in that limited amount of time. It's just, it's, it's so accessible. It's reachable. And I think, uh, you know, if we can help people discover that, it's really, it's opening memories and new hobbies and things to enjoy for a lifetime. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, I'll give you an example how finding small chunks of time to enjoy the outdoors works out well. So um, where I live in Phoenix, we're near a mountain range that has some good trails, mm-hmm. you know, so I might... I get off work usually at three thirty or so and uh, pick up the kids. And, you know, sometimes I may be like, Hey, you guys want to go take a hike? And it, it works out great because, you know, they get to unwind after school. It's something cool to do before uh, we get into homework and stuff. Yeah. Cause I mean, third grade math is hard. I know. Okay? You gotta like, get, get out, take yeah. a break from school, turn your brain yeah. off for a minute, breathe fresh air, enjoy getting that energy out, and then maybe go back and focus on math. Right, because there's been times where, you know, a a desert iguana made the trip for us. You know, I mean, it's just a short hour, hour and a half hike or whatever, but you never know when something is going to touch you. Or like in the spring when the flowers are popping, oh my God, that's a great time to be out hiking. Totally. Even those quick little after work hikes just to, you know, see all the color, maybe... uh, if the allergies aren't hitting you too hard. You know? <laughs> right. right. You know, we do the same thing. One of our favorite things during the summertime is to, after work, just throw the canoe on the top of the truck oh, and yeah. take it out. And we sit on the lake and we're not there more than an hour. Right. But he grabs a couple beers and yeah. we have our fishing poles and we just hang out. And it's just, it's refreshing. You know, I heard this study and I wish I could remember more details about the article, but there is a study that said, you you create t- time is affected by the memories that you put in it. So when you are having more experiences, you're creating more memories and time feels longer. You know, when we get older and, and we get busy as adults and time goes faster because we're busy. We go to work. We do our thing. We go home. We make dinner. We get ready for school or work the next day. And it's, you know, it's a routine of life. And we're all, we're all in it, but that's how the days go by fast. And then the months go by fast. And then suddenly you're like, what happened? My body's still in 2019. What happened 2020 (laughs) and now 2021. But this, the whole point of this study was saying the more experiences you have, the more memories you create, the longer your time feels, the longer your lifetime feels. Think of it in the whole span of your life. I want my life to be longer. I want to fill it with more memories. And that means having more experiences. So even if they're not long, just taking the, the effort, the little bit of effort to hop in the car and go for a little walk, it makes your day going from what happened to that day. I'm already going to sleep. Nothing happened. Oh yeah. (laughs) To going, I made a memory today. 
that that's amazing because I mean, regardless of age, we're we're all running out of track. You know, <laughs> so you might as well yeah. make our time here as epic as possible and live it the way we want to without regret. Exactly. You know, so if you've been wanting to explore the outdoors a little bit more, it's it, it really is as easy as an after work hike to just kind of start getting into it or and then building up to maybe a weekend trip to Dead Horse. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, once you find what you enjoy, then you can start expanding on that more. Like us with camping. We're like, whoa, this is where it's at for us. And so once we took that little trip, I mean, we came from the Midwest, like I said. Right. We moved here from Minnesota. Yeah. So when we got here, we were like, whoa, we can be outside all year round. Oh, yeah. We took a camping trip in Sedona for our anniversary in February. Oh, nice. I wouldn't do yeah. that now. It was in Oak Creek right. Canyon. Yeah. And we we're like, there's only a little bit of snow and ice on the ground. This is great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but the blood thins quickly. And now I'm, you know, I've got thinner skin and I, I, it feels colder. So I wouldn't do that now. But that's how excited we were. And we, at the time, we had like my husband's dad's old backpack from the 70s you know the orange that had like the metal frame on it that he backpacked across <laughs> right, Europe. Right. that was really like the only storage container we had for our camping stuff and mm-hmm. we had like an old sleeping bag that my husband had since he was like 12 years old that's how we started right and then over time we've built up the gear enough to share that with friends and have them come out and yeah we've got a second tent yeah we've got bags come on out right. you don't need anything just bring your toothbrush but that's because we fell in love with that specific thing if it was another experience we'd be expanding on that you know if we were like wow we really right. like climbing we're going to get all the climbing gear or right. we love fishing yeah. i'm going to get all the top notch fishing gear right. so i think you find what you love and then you expand on that you do. And the, the cool thing is also about getting into it is um, there are varying levels of gear in which you can purchase. You don't you don't necessarily have to start out with the best stuff out there. Right. You can start out with um, like borrowed stuff like mm-hmm. Elizabeth was talking about. You got to you can start out with borrowed stuff or go to one of these big box stores and. Um, and sometimes you do that out of necessity. True. We took a camping trip in May in Flagstaff. And our dog was sitting in the car watching us set up like, no fools. What are you, are you kidding me? I'm not going out to that. Oh. And we set up the tent and we didn't have thick enough bags. And we we're like, we got to run to a big box store oh, and get some right. mummy bags. So sometimes you just do that out of necessity. That's but other true. times because you enjoy it and you keep, you want to keep investing and building on that experience. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, building on your experience in the past with, with the outdoors and stuff, um, what what tip would you give? And you've given some really good ones today mm. to, to people, new people getting into the outdoors. But what tip would you give them to make the transition easier? Like somebody has been wanting to do this. They don't know what to do. Oh, what direction do they take and what yeah. tips can you give them? Yeah, I think I'm um, keeping it easy. First off is is great. When we were talking with some friends who were like, yeah, we want to go camping. I could have told them. Okay, these this is the list of packing items that you need. <laughs> and they could have gone out and spent a lot of money and then discovered they maybe liked things and didn't like the other things that I had them buy. I think maybe find a friend is a really great way to start. Maybe you have a friend who's already into this, or maybe you have a friend who's also interested. They don't know about it either, but you can learn together. So let's say that you really want to um, set a goal for 
2022. It's coming up. Maybe you want to exercise more in 2022 and maybe hiking is the way that you think you'd like to do that. So you set some sort of mileage goal for you. Maybe find a friend who is also interested in doing this and start off small, pick a a trail and make sure it's, you know, half a mile, a mile long, make, make, make sure it's a loop Mm -hmm. so that you don't get lost. Make sure there's great maps, Um, but take it easy and maybe go with a buddy and you can learn together and explore together. Or if they are a pro at it, they can teach you along the way and also help you when you don't want to invest a ton of money and equipment right away. So I think going with a friend is a great idea. And then once you find what you enjoy, keep your, we've talked about this before, I'm going to bring it up now. Keep your stuff handy and in the same place so that when you do have those little moments after work, it's not a big production. Of right. Like I got to go around my garage and I got to go into the attic to find the fishing pole. Right. And the Grab big... it and go. Exactly. Grab and go. Grab and go. <laughs> so I'd be having your stuff yeah. in a place. This is the way we do camping. We have two bins that we keep in the house on the shelf in the garage. And anytime we go camping, we literally just have to pull those bins off the shelf and put them in the trunk. Oh yeah. When we get back from the trip, we like clean that stuff out and put it back in the bin and it's always there. So I think maybe once you do start, you know, getting more equipment and things, there are some hobbies that don't require a lot of equipment, you know, hiking, you just need your boots and maybe your trekking poles. But, right, right. you know, I think there is something to be said about just keeping your gear handy so that it doesn't feel like this big, thing that's going to take a long time to pack up for. And I think when you've got that in your head that, oh man, this is just a lot of work, then you're less likely to go and do it. Well, yeah. Preparation and organization eliminate later problems. Like if you have everything you want to take, you know how to use it and have information about where you're going before your trip, you're going to be able to focus on the memories instead of, oh crap, would I forget? You know, so that, that is some of the best advice that people could get with all this outdoor stuff is just keep it organized. Mm-hmm. And because it's so easy to get back from a fishing trip, like maybe you're like, uh, I'm tired. I don't want to empty the cool. Well, yeah. You got all this extra line that may have broken in your backpack. Cause you know, you don't want to leave it out the lake and mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe you've got a couple fish to clean. So you, you get home and you do that and you're like, Oh, I'll get to other stuff later. By far, the best way to do it is get everything set up for the next trip that day and then relax Could be because if it's all set up and ready for you to grab and go. You're actually going to go. You're more have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. actually going to go. And I know there are, listen, I'm not like the most organized person with all my stuff at home. There are people who are listening that are like, oh, you guys, like this is too much. But just just try it. You will find that you will go and have those experiences more frequently because it's less work for you by doing that little bit of like prep. So that, that I, and, and what, again, get out there and make the memories because it doesn't take long. The memories that I have of Arizona started when I was a little girl. I've got family that lives in Lake Havasu City and Arizona to me meant like creosote, the smell of creosote, you know, that, I love that, smell, that yeah. plant that smells like yeah. the rain in the yeah. desert. Oh, it's great. But that was me just playing outside of the pool for like a couple of vacations when I was a kid. Did you know, like a creosote like relates to the South and East? Like if you look at them, most of them are slightly leaning one of those ways. Why is that? It's because of the sun or something. Yeah, it's they're just, looking for the sun. Is it like the moss and the on the yeah, trees? And <laughs> I don't know. I, I had read it one time, and then we went out to Lost Dutchman, and I was like, 
Oh crap! Look and at now, them all going and the now same everywhere way. Everywhere I go, I, I noticed I was down by uh, Karchner deer hunting a few weeks ago, and yeah. the same thing. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh! That's you know? so. If you don't know this plant, you get on a desert trail. Yeah. And and you'll they're everywhere. So hop on our website because we actually have a list of all of the desert plants that you're yeah. going to see, and creosotes one of the most common ones. So yeah. you, you'll read about it on the website if you if you visit. But you can just rub it in your hands a little and yeah. take that smell. That is like iconic of desert. In fact, the day I got this job, Neil, uh-huh. the way I celebrated, I went on a hike to Lost Dutchman and I just stood at the creosote <laughs> bush and I smelled it for a minute. Like, oh, who's that creepy lady over there smelling that bush? <laughs> Don't mind me. Right. <laughs> I just have some sniffing of this amazing plant to do. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm making a memory, okay? <laughs> you know, and the listeners can maybe take a quick sniff and move on. They don't need to hang out at the bush. <laughs> okay. Well, I, in the moment, that's what I needed to celebrate. I needed to stand in the bush it. for I about 10 it. minutes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and breathe it in. But, you know, it doesn't take long to make a memory. Right. You just have to have the experience. I I fell in love with Arizona. I was raised in the Midwest, but I fell in love with Arizona and knew that I wanted to move here when I was a teenager. Oh, cool. I was 16 years old, and I took a trip with my aunt and my mom and my cousin and sister, uh-huh. and we did a whole bunch of things. We went to Sedona, but the thing that I remember the most is we took a Jeep tour. You're oh, probably cool. familiar with those yeah. Jeep tours yeah. that ride around town. We took a tour, and I had such – this is a very dorky 16-year-old outlook but i (laughs) i had such respect for the tour driver okay i thought this guy hasn't made i want to do that someday right he what i loved is that he had all this information we weren't just like bumping along in the jeep we i was learning things i was under why are the rocks red in sedona and what are the names of these formations and what did native american tribes use these plants for and i i just thought he knows so much and then he gets to share that with people. And I think that he has the best job in the world. And when I grow up, I'm going to move to Sedona and I'm going to become a Jeep tour driver. I just wanted to be able to share the, the things that I loved about the outdoors. And then, you know, I went to college and life got real and you're like, Oh, I got to figure out how to pay these student loans and I need a job and I need to find a place to live. So life set in and I kind of forgot about that. And then I got married and my husband wanted to pursue um, a school. And he said, they have two locations. One's in Florida, one's in Arizona. I was like, Oh my gosh, I've actually always wanted to live in Arizona. I forgot about this dream, but that, that trip and those experiences impressed something on me for the rest of my life. And I made that experience because my mom took me on that trip when I was a kid. So if you don't take these experiences, there's something you might miss for the rest of your life. And so I, I think it's really important just do it and make it happen. And it doesn't need to be long, but you don't know what kind of memory you're going to make. That's going to change the course of your life or someone in it. Dang. I love the passion. I do. <laughs> it's here. Yeah. It's here, people, and I'm here to share it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I had a fun time talking to you today about that, and I learned some new things about you. Um, I had a great time, too, Neil. You probably should plant a creosote bush in your yard at home or something. I don't know. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. Cool. But, uh, everybody, we're going to throw some uh, – some really good links in the show notes because we kind of covered a lot of stuff today where we have really good resources on our website 
and just keep an eye out on social media for things that uh, Elizabeth is putting up there and on the website. And we're just, uh, we're excited to share her and her knowledge with everybody. Yeah. I'm going to share the great outdoors. All right, let's do it. Okay. Later.